Hello there, beautiful people. Welcome to the Unraveled Psyches podcast, where we teach people to heal and engage in active change, one conversation at a time. I am Jemima, you can call me Jem, and I'm the founder of Unraveled Psyche. Welcome back. Unraveled Psyche is a platform that sheds light on topics in relation to mental health. We feature different techniques that can help us manage negative thoughts, emotions, and behavior. This platform was created to help build others up and establish a sense of community, one where stigma is lessened and being vulnerable is a strength. So, we're already two months in since this coronavirus outbreak affected our normal routines. In our last episode, we talked about how most of us may feel anxious and stressed over the loss we feel with the normal routines and habits we once had, like being able to go out, being able to show our affection through physical touch, or being able to gather with people whom we have different or common beliefs with. All of these were hampered just so we can be safe. So the past week, Numerous countries are torn to either let the people stay in their homes to be really safe or to let the people come back to their old jobs so there would be a lesser chance of economic collapse or recession. Over months of people telling others to stay home, to social distance, some individuals are exhausted, drained, and this is what researchers from the University of Maryland call as quarantine fatigue. Quarantine fatigue shows a change in behavior and a restless mindset with regards to the pandemic that is currently happening. Dr. Zhang, the leader of this research, claimed how quarantine fatigue increases the chances of us interacting with others and spreading the virus. Despite majority of the people who are validating and emphasizing the importance of staying at home, honoring healthcare workers, or following the recommendations their local government is imposing, we see how people are returning to their pre-pandemic ways. So Dr. Zhang said, It just seems that people are getting a little tired collectively staying at home after we passed that one-month mark. Well, on my point, as, you know, a human hermit and an introvert, I love staying at home. But I also felt this because I have been wanting to go out and do something else other than, you know, just do stuff here around my house. So I realized that this might also apply to all of us. Because if a hermit introvert who used to sacrifice every social activity or gathering just so she can stay at home is, you know, restless about being at home, you see how there's a huge event that is happening. And this quarantine fatigue is actually legit. So how much more the extroverts? How much more the people who love engaging in social activities? Maybe it's because there's a huge difference between us being able to choose staying at home and us being told to stay at home. We've also become relaxed with social distancing. Now that we're under GCQ or MGCQ or MECQ, whatever CQ, CQ that's being established, we try to find reasons just so we can go out. And I understand that, 
because some people are in unhealthy homes, and that's a good enough reason to go out. But other people who are in healthy homes, they try to find reasons as well to go out, especially that the malls are now open. While we think we're establishing safe contact with other people, what we say as safe contact is usually problematic. Despite us being lifted from the super strict lockdowns, this is still nowhere near a normal routine. And most experts from the World Health Organization or researchers from different universities agree that we might never return to a way of life that was like whatever we had before this happened. So thanks a lot, China. <laughs> I'm just kidding. With that, we need to stay the course and fight our urges to loosen up with regards to the preventive measures. So first, why are we experiencing quarantine fatigue? According to Dr. Zaltz, a professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital School of Medicine, it usually takes us weeks to be in panic mode. We create a lot of changes because we're on survival mode since the panic mode is usually fight, flight, or freeze. So with that response, we become very sensitive to what is happening around us, which therefore triggers stress or anxiety. We are terrified, so we hoard stuff for our basic needs. We hoard food, medical supplies, toilet paper. Because the pandemic is a physical threat where people loot and hoard, that's actually our basic instinct since we're on panic mode. So now that we've adjusted how before this pandemic, we usually just fumble for our house keys because we usually forget them once we're out. But now, we fumble for our face masks because we usually forget them. We have adjusted with these protective measures, so our terror and the urgency we feel about it is receding or decreasing. As stated by Sarah Lindbergh, what that leaves us is a growing sense of non-productivity, repetitiveness, loss of many things in our old life, plus loss of excitement and newness in our day. Not only are we encumbered by limited movements, but we also miss social contact. Thus, there is this what we call quarantine fatigue. Quarantine fatigue might be the explanation why you're feeling bored, restless, unproductive, and on edge during this pandemic. So how do we bounce back from it? We first have to understand and acknowledge the difference between our wants and needs. Of course, we make sure that our basic needs such as water, shelter, food, safety, exercise, and support are being met before we consider the things we want to do. As stated by Dr. Daryl Appleton, a psychotherapist, having a strong foundation rooted in needs can make all the difference between fighting quarantine fatigue. If you're struggling with meeting your basic needs, reach out for help. Call a reliable friend or family member. Ask a neighbor for help. Right now, there are hotlines who can give you support or guidance 24 hours a day. Now that the foundation is established, which is your basic needs, you can now begin to explore your wants or your desires. Ask yourself, what would I like to accomplish today or this week? If you like to exercise your cognition, you could listen to podcasts, read books, 
play brain games or games that can be of help to your mind. If you want to practice mindfulness, you can set aside everything, meditate, do devotions, or do horticulture therapy, which is therapy through gardening. People are torn during this quarantine to either rest or be productive. Sometimes rest is productive, but there's a thin line between the rest you need and indulging in rest. It's important for us to create an intentional space for growth during this pandemic so that we can break the monotony of daily life. Whenever I binge watch, I feel my brain cells die. And it makes me sad because I know I told myself I deserve some rest, but I indulged in it. So there's a huge difference between self-care and self-indulgence. Third is for us to maintain a routine. Of course, I'm not saying you should be specific with your routine or repetitive, but you must at least stick to one, especially when we are living in uncertainty. Dr. Alexa Miezes, a physician, states how going to sleep and waking up at the same hour each day, eating healthy food, incorporating physical activity is very important to be established, especially during this quarantine. Sometimes, irregular sleep hours, insomnia, or disruptive sleep hours can be a sign of us being stressed or us being anxious. Being unable to eat can also be a sign of us being anxious. Of course, all these can be helpful, but what's most important is for us to validate our negative feelings. As we minimize, we suppress, we distract ourselves through activities just so we can cope. That's sublimation. It's a coping mechanism. But in the end, the feelings are still there, and they're bottled up, put under the heat and intensity of our thoughts, and eventually, they'll burst, hurting us, confronting us of the feelings we tried to hide. When we acknowledge our thoughts and feelings, we can be aware and have the will to not react negatively about it. We can redirect our thoughts into productive and adaptive ways, but we must also deal with our feelings. By sharing it with a friend, partner, or professional, it can help. I also recommend journaling it out because personally, it helps me become aware of the triggers that happened. Usually, we see patterns of triggers. We can only see it sometimes through the journal entries we reread. Here, we also have to understand behavioral theory, one of which is operant conditioning, which features the reward system. Whenever we set realistic goals, we can give ourselves short-term rewards. For example, we try to learn something, invest hours of honing that skill, and then afterwards, we treat ourselves with a break or a movie we've been dying to watch. Accomplishments can boost our dopamine levels. It gives us a sense of being able to overcome stuff and being able to accomplish something we can control. Our accomplishments matter. Despite the large challenge we have, which is the pandemic, it's important for us so that we can still accomplish something. And our accomplishments can build us up for others. Lastly, it's important for you to be able to see that you can adapt forms of self-care. You might not be able to separate yourself from your explosive family because of the lockdown, but you can adapt through establishing or experimenting with different types of self-care that can be done by just being still. Meditation, be it through 
reading stuff or reading the Bible or just laying still, indulging in a relaxing shower, journaling, drawing, gardening, listening to relaxing music or podcasts. These can be helpful for you. Of course, when explosive families clash, it's important to reach out and ask for help, especially if there are feelings that show distress. You can talk to a friend, a loved one, or a mental health professional. Talking about it is important for you. You have been gifted 24 hours today. Tomorrow is a gift as well. How have you been using it? Have you been building yourself? Have you been healing or have you been distracting yourself? When you wake up tomorrow, thank the creator of time and life for that day. After, you then ask yourself, today, is it going to be self-care? self-indulgence. Love and light to you all. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can contact us through unraveledpsyche at gmail.com or visit our page on Facebook or Instagram. We'd love for you to be part of our community. Together, let's build each other up. Join us again on Thursday.